0: back to the episode.
1: What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I don't know why I just did that, but hey, we're going with it here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Super appreciate you. Hope you are safe and hope you're doing well. I am really excited to dive into today's episode and we're going to jump right into it today. Um, Actually, actually, before we do, I want to ask you if you've not yet, A, subscribed to the podcast here and B, left a rating review for the show. We have, the number of reviews have, and the ratings have slowed down a little bit. We've been at the same number, almost close to 700, I think, for a while now. So if you listen to the show regularly, if you dig the show, I would be super grateful if you would take just a second to make sure A, to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any episodes, and then B, uh, leave a quick rating review for the show over on Apple Podcast. Appreciate that. Thank you. We're over 5.3. I just checked this morning. We are over 5.3 million downloads for this year podcast, which super humbles me. I'm so grateful for all of you guys who listen to the show week in and week out. And, you know, look, even though we're close to, I think this today is 387, episode 387. And, we're, and I feel like we're just getting started here on the show. i got so much good stuff coming your way. So thank you for doing all that. Anyway, today's guest, Brandy Miles. She's been on the show before, twice before actually. She's very proud of that fact too. (laughs) She's one of my accelerator uh, students and she's done an amazing job scaling her, I'm actually going to say businesses because she's got two businesses which we're going to get into today really, really quickly. But not just scaling her businesses, doing it with simplicity in mind, which is what we're going to be getting into in today's episode, scaling with simplicity. And we're going to talk about it from two different angles. Okay. Number one, Brandy is a Facebook and Instagram ads manager, and she works with online experts who do launches for their products, six and seven um, figure online business owners. She also, the other side of her business, she's a has a thriving online business where she teaches service providers how to scale to uh, 10K months without a team. And so I asked her to come on to share because I've watched her over the past year. I've I've worked with her over the past year and she just approaches her business really, really uh, smartly and with simplicity in mind. So so today she's gonna share how to scale both types of businesses with simplicity. Uh, Facebook ads agency, Facebook and Instagram ads agency, and also in online business. So if you're an online expert and you've got courses, membership, so Brandy has a uh, a membership and a mastermind and she also does live events and so forth. Okay? And so Brandy's going to take you through how she has built her businesses, how she's scaled her businesses and she breaks it down into four main systems or buckets as she calls them that every ads manager and online entrepreneur Need So we go through each one of these four main systems for an ads manager growing their business and also an online entrepreneur growing their business. Okay. So wherever you are in your business, this is going to be really, really relevant and super helpful to you regardless of what type of business that you're in. So she'll break down each one of these four main systems. And then she also dives into discussing things like how she grew her business early on, or both of her businesses actually early on by focusing on what mattered most and what moved the needle forward. And I really had her break that down for you today. And then I love it because she uses the filter of how do I make this as easy as possible while getting the biggest results possible? And I have her break that down for you today as well. Great conversation. This is like Brandy and me sitting down for coffee and you are sitting right there at the same table as we dive into everything about scaling with simplicity. So without further ado, let's go hang out with Brandy Miles. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. Randy, welcome back to the show. Is this number, what number is this?
2: This is number three.
1: Number three, are you, and I asked you right before we sit recording you nervous and you're like, no, I'm not nervous. Wow. Wow. I mean, things have changed. The yeah. first time you were on, you were nervous. Now you're like, I mean, you're like, when can we schedule another interview? Right. As you just pointed out to me that the two people who have been on this podcast four different times, who are they?
2: It's Brandon Lucero mm-hmm. and Tom Breeze.
1: Yeah. And you said, I haven't had... A woman on the show that many times. <laughs> I was like, I raised my arms. I was like, that is completely not intentional, but you are, this is number three for you right now. It is. I'm psyched to have you back on here. I'm and I excited just, to be back. I just told you right before we hit record here that I'm so proud of everything you've been building in your business. I mean, your trajectory has been amazing. I have a hockey stick in the, in the background here. And it's like that it's, it's hockey stick growth in your business. And that's what I want to get into today. And because part of what you do, and we're, we're going to I want to have you share your background and for everybody who doesn't know who who you are at this point, one of the things that you really teach in your membership, and they're also going to be talking about in your ads program down the road here coming up, is simplicity and building the business out and simplistically and not doing it with a big team and all that stuff and and that's one thing I love about what you're doing is that You've created this business, number one, because you love what you do. You're really good at what you teach and you teach it in such a way that it's like, hey, let's build this business around your life and because it's a big value of mine and and do it in such a way that's scalable, right? But without a big team, you're not anti-team because you have a team, but you're saying, you know, look, you can do this without having, you know, a big team here. And I think so many people listening to the show here can relate to wanting to do that without having to bring on so many people. Again, not there's anything wrong with that, but you've just done a really, really good job of that. So let's recap who you are and what you do in your business and talk a little bit about the growth that you've had in the business over the past, what is it, 18 months or so?
2: So yeah, I guess so, because July will be two years that I've had my business. Yeah. So I'm Brandy. I am a mom, a wife, and a business owner. I definitely call myself a CEO because that's how I see myself. And I started my business July of 2018. And it was just like out of necessity. We needed food on the table. I had left my previous career behind when I was eight months pregnant and told my husband that we would figure it out. And we got to a point where we had to figure it out. And so I stumbled upon being a virtual assistant, started out doing all the the things quickly maxed out and made some changes. I really stopped listening to all the gurus telling me that I had to do all the things to be successful. And I focused on the things that really mattered and move the needle forward. And so then in January of 2019, I started running ads after taking your program. And I'd made a lot of changes. It wasn't just changing my services. It was really creating a business that I was excited about, but one that was simpler than what I was trying to do before. I kind of took it back to how I've always done life and business, and that worked. And since then, um, 2019, we did $400,000 generated and 200,000 of that, it was actually 212 was from my Facebook ad services and pretty much doing it without a team. I had a graphic designer for two months, but that was all for my ads. And then the other was from my membership, a mastermind. So those services.
1: You said something there that I took a note of and that you focused on what mattered and what moved things forward. How are you, I mean, you were early on in your business at that point, where you just explained that, like, how did you decide what those things were? Because that's one of the biggest questions that, you know, I get as a coach is like, well, I'm not really sure what to do next. I don't really know how to leverage my time. How are you making those decisions back then?
2: Yeah. So I think it came down to just knowing like, this wasn't my first rodeo. Yes. It was the first time, like really in the online space, but having a job since I was 14 college, law school, and then also direct sales, I've learned a lot along the way. And one of the big ones was time management and then how to make things work for me, like how I wanted them to work. And it was always like getting down to how can I make this as easy as possible with the biggest results? And when it came to business, it was one, I knew my marketing minutes were super important. Like I needed to focus on marketing more than anything. I needed to have systems in place to support that, especially because at that point I did not want a team. I did not want an agency. And then also I had to get clear on who I was going to serve and how I was going to serve them. And then what could I do to elevate either my services or my brand? And that came last. And I think that's the big thing. A lot of people focus on like, how can they expand their brand first, but they haven't got the three basics down first, which are systems, marketing, and defining who you are and who you're going to serve.
1: So you said them there, right there. And like, so, so guys, everybody listening, I generally start an interview and I joked with Brandon right before we get started here that I said, my Google doc is empty. And cause I don't show up to these calls. Whenever I do an interview with somebody, I don't have a list of questions. This is just like, and I've explained this before in the show, this is just like Brandon and me sitting down for coffee and we're we're chatting. And so when things jump out at me, I'll, I'll take a little note here. Now you said how to make this as easy as possible for the biggest results. So take us through that process of when you're thinking about something. So let's just say you have, or, well, I don't know. I didn't want to give you a hypothetical. Where do you, where does that come up for you?
2: So with services, it came up with how can I provide such a high-end service that people are going to pay me way more so I can have less clients and work less. So that was services with like courses and membership. It's like, what do I already have audience assets that I could get this up and rolling and it'd be easy for me and not be a big decision. So one of that, like an example is a free Facebook group to mm-hmm. me does not feel easy. It does not feel like it's going to have a, the biggest impact, which for some people it does, but when I evaluate like, is this best for me to be easy plus have a big impact for me, that comes up. No, like that's not going to be on there, but to put together something that can run in the background, like this self-liquidating offer that I just put out or Mm -hmm. for my membership, like how can I make this easy so it can run and I can still feel like have a big impact, but not have it be heavy.
1: So you're in a unique position. Well, first of all, I love that you, that's sort of your filter, right? You're like, oh, I have an idea. And you, in working with you for the past year or so, you are not short on ideas. I love it. It's more about like, let's rein you in a little bit, but that's, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Like you have ideas all the time. And so I love that your filter, when you have a new idea is like, all right, is this something A that, I should be doing or I could be doing right now and then if you decide that it is like all right how do I do this as simplistically as possible yet with having the biggest impact on you know my audience and people and and thus the business you're in a unique position in your business where you have an end or a or, or side of your business where you manage ads you have an you have an ad agency for people and you you work with some select online clients online businesses and then you have the other side of your business where you're serving service providers through both your membership and your mastermind. And you recently did a, well, it was gonna be a live event turned into a virtual event. So you're doing a lot of really important, you're up to big things in the business. So, and like I said, this whole thing, this whole conversation is around how you have scaled and are scaling your business with simplicity. And because I have lots of different types of people who entrepreneurs who listen to the show, you know, online experts, course creators, they've got a membership, et cetera, ad managers, you know, all different, the scope of online entrepreneurs. Let's talk about this from, from a couple of different perspectives here on how you recommend scaling your business. And I'll, and I'll sort of sprinkle in some things that I've done over, over my six and a half years as well in doing this as well. So let's start with the ad manager side so scaling your agency what are the things that you've done to really scale because you 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 mentioned earlier you have a business right now where you don't do any marketing it's referral correct me if i'm wrong it's referral and you have a pretty good waiting list right now so you're, you're not wanting for clients how have you built the business to that point through this lens of simplicity that you've been talking about
2: Yeah. So it always comes back down to the bucket. So the first one was with services, the buckets line up pretty nicely for courses and services, but the big difference I feel like is deciding who you're going to serve. And so with your service business, I think it's better to start out a little bit broader. Like I think niching down to Facebook and Instagram ads is plenty to figure out who you like to work with. So my first month, Few months working with clients, I had some local businesses, I had some course creators. And during that time, I really got to decide who I enjoyed working with. And then very quickly I said, okay, I'm only going to work with clients who launch and there are six and seven figure course creators. And so, but it took me like figuring out, do I like working with local businesses more or do I really like working with course creators? And so I was able to do that. Well, as soon as I did that, it was okay. Now we need to get systems in place to support the growth that the business is going to have. And I'm a firm believer that you need the systems before the growth happens, because it's way easier than to grow. than once you're already growing, have to go back and create those systems. And then it's just about marketing. So for me, that was LinkedIn. When I was starting out, it was LinkedIn and Facebook groups. Then it switched very quickly to only Facebook groups and not in a spammy way, but like Responding to job ops, but adding value. So not just being like, hey, I provide Facebook ad services, but actually providing value when you're approaching these people and then giving them amazing service. So then you're an easy referral and then the referrals just keep coming in. And then it was time to elevate my brand I had the testimonials. I started getting on podcast as a Facebook ad manager. That helped me land higher end clients. And then from there, they're just referring me to their friends. But it all comes back to providing excellent service and telling people about your services.
1: Okay. I want to unpack that a little bit here. So getting clear on who you're serving. And you said that you, at first you were like, all right, I'm going to work with a few different types of businesses, see what I like. And then you're like, all right, I'm only going to work with six and seven, you know, figure launches of for entrepreneurs who are launching. Did you feel like, was there anything that crept into your mindset at that point that was like, Ooh, I'm limiting myself right now. I'm niching down too much. So maybe my business isn't going to be as big as maybe I want it to, or were you like, no, like this is who I want to serve and I'm going to just crush it. And like, wh- where was your mindset at that point?
2: Yeah. So I think I, so six months before then I had a business that was social media. So I kind of knew that once I niched down to that, it was easier to streamline. So niching down wasn't that big a deal, but also previously when I was in direct sales, I niched down to only focusing on brides and I knew how well that served me and how easy that set me up. So niching down, coming into the online space wasn't that like challenging for me because I'd already done it in a space where no one was niching down and had tremendous results with that. So I think for me, it was always, I'd seen what results can happen when you niche down. But as a service provider, I do think some people niche down a little bit too soon before they really know who they want to work with. Like they hear people, Oh, working with course creators is so much fun. So I'm going to do that. And some days I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I just continue to serve local businesses? And mm-hmm. so they both have their pros and cons. Yeah. And so I like that I got my feet wet a little bit in both before making that decision.
1: What made the decision easier for you to be able to do that? Because you just said, it's a great point. Like, I mean, some people are going to enjoy local businesses more. Other people are going to like, you know, online businesses more. What made the, what made the direction that you were going to go in easier for you?
2: Well, I think one is local businesses, and this is not always the case. This was just my experience. Yeah. It was like very redundant. Like we were doing the same type of ads over and over where launches were fast. You got results super quick. And it was like a 18 day max turnaround. And that to me was exciting to always be in launch mode. Mm -hmm. And I just like launch mode and I like the adrenaline that goes with that. So that made it very like easy for me to decide, But like I said, there's some days where I'm like, dang, redundancy would be really nice.
1: So I want to come back to systems because I want to geek out on systems for a minute. But two questions. You said marketing, you started off in LinkedIn and Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. What were the types of things that you were doing in each one of those channels? Because you said then then you went solely in Facebook groups.
2: Yeah. So I think LinkedIn, I got to LinkedIn before it was like this hot, commodity. Now everyone's like rushing to LinkedIn. And I found that the power of LinkedIn for local businesses, connecting exactly with the owner, the CEO, the president of the company, and not going through all of the like little channels. If you were to call or send an email, I could go straight to the source. So first I just came to like really optimizing your profile. People overthink LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is such an untapped territory even still that you can get really good results just by having a really nice optimized LinkedIn profile and then connecting with those people that are second connections to you. So that means people that you are already connected with on LinkedIn are connected with these people. So I thought about like, who do I know that's really connected? And it was my brother's father-in-law is super connected. So I LinkedIn and then some people from my college. And from there I started connecting. And then it was just about like quantity over quality at that time. And I was in a small town in Virginia and it got me a lot of clients really, really quick in the local space. And then it became more of, okay, now let's like add some value. So I was never like cold pitching, like spammy grossness or anything like that. It was about saying, Hey, I noticed you don't have your pixel installed. Like here's my pixel guide. You should probably get this installed. Like super helpful. Then they would contact me. Facebook groups. I am not someone who's going to add value. That's not like value in a Facebook group and you're just spamming it and you post the same thing in 10 groups. It's more about searching for people who are looking for job ops. Like everyone goes to a Facebook group and says, Hey, I need an ads manager or, Hey, Mm -hmm. I want to run ads. Who do you know? And showing up in those groups. And then like there's ninja tricks to get to the front of the line. So you're not just like, Hey, I do Facebook ads. You're like going to their business page and sending them a video and standing out in the crowd. And people don't take the time to do that, but that's how I built my business.
1: I'm just going to say people don't take the time to do that. Uh, I contributed to somebody's, I don't know if it's a guide or something this morning where I just did a three minute speak pipe message. And the question was what's one out of the box strategy or idea for getting on podcasts in 2020 and beyond. And I was just like, it's not out of the box. It's like fundamental. It's like, do the work. And it's the same thing here that you're talking about, Brandy. It's like, do the work and stand out because so many people just want to spam and be like, oh, I do it. DM me or whatever, or... You know, it, it just, it is going above and beyond. And I love that you mentioned that. And you said, give amazing service that will not only get results for your clients, but also they're more likely to refer you. What were some of the things that you were doing to add to that, you know, the, the additional service when you were working with a client?
2: Yeah. I always say it comes down to the first 24 hour rule and the first 24 hours when onboarding a client, I feel like it's the most crucial time because they just hired someone. They're like scared to death. They're like, Oh my gosh, I just dropped a whole bunch of money. I don't even know if this person's going to get me results. And I don't even know if they're any good. And so all these thoughts are going through their head in that first 24 hours. So doing something in that first 24 hours, whether it's getting them a detailed questionnaire so they can get you added to their ad account Or sending them a bonjour and just saying, I'm so excited to work with you. Just something small so they know like you're at the forefront of the mind. So I think the first 24 hours, whatever you can do to comfort that client is the most important thing. And so it all starts there. And then doing what you say you're going to do It's crazy how many people just don't do that. Yeah, And then also I always kept the communication open. So when they say, well, what does it look like? And I'd say, it looks like what you want it to look like. Here are my office hours, but like we can do Voxer. We can do Slack. If you need to be updated every day with a quick Voxer message, we can do that. But there will probably come a point where you just trust me and you're okay with when we report, however we decided that, but I gave them that option, like, Hey, I know we're going into a launch. We're spending a lot of money. What do you want the communication to look like? And I think that's a big thing with service providers and any of us. We just want to communication to be open and not wow. feel like we're being left out of anything.
1: I love that. I love the, like the whole 24-hour rule where you're right. I mean, they're scared, right? They're like, ooh, I just hired. I'm paying this money to, to run my ads. This is really important for me. And you're just, you're putting them at ease right away, kind of showing them that they made the right decision. Granted, you haven't gotten them any results yet, but just from a service perspective, Mm -hmm. you're showing up for them right away. And you're taking a position of leadership as you do that. But in the way that you just described it, Brandy, you're also, you're bringing them into it. Like, you're like, hey, what would you like to do? Like, how would you like to communicate? How often would you like to be communicated with? What's the best way for you? But you're leading that and that you're initiating that conversation and so this is all part of the, of the positioning of the, uh, as the expert that you are in this whole process. So I love that. So before we get to systems, cause we're going to geek out on systems here, let's loop over to an online business running an online business. Because again, the other side of your business is you run your membership, you run your mastermind for service providers, teaching them how to create a six figure business without needing a big team. So let's go through how do we use these four buckets if you will what's the word for the buckets parts elements
2: buckets i like buckets
1: i like buckets because then we're like all right well how full is that bucket over there yeah yeah all right four buckets let's relate them to running an online business
2: okay so this is a little flip on the service when we talk about who we're gonna serve and how we're gonna serve them i think it actually serves you in the beginning to get super specific And then uh, you can broaden as you go. But I think one of the biggest things that has helped me, and as I look at my clients and other people, the more specific you are as a course creator, the more distinguished you are. And so with my membership, Serve Scale Soar, it's how to scale to 10K months without a team. Like no one's teaching how to scale without a team. And so it put me in this like niche where it's pretty empty. Now I see a few people popping up, but Like no one had heard of that. And that goes against the grain, but it's super specific. I'm saying like, if you're an agency owner, sorry, this is not for you. Um, with one of my clients who is a birth photographer who teaches other birth photographers how to scale. Like, I mean, there can't be that many birth photographers and we're not talking about newborn. We're talking about in labor, like taking photos while the baby is being born and she crushes it. Yeah. Wow. And so she crushes I'm just, it. I'm just
1: having visions right now in my, in my mind of the birth of my daughter. They're beautiful
2: just, photos. I mean, I'm, no, I I'm not saying I'm sure they are. I had a C section, but they're beautiful <laughs> photos. But I mean, like, as I look at my clients who are super specific, and then looking at my own. Even when we talk about um, conversions for clients, like it's not, it's like super specific for ad managers. And so getting specific on who you serve, I think helps you in the long run as a service provider. And now inside Serve Scale Store, it started out as no, if you're just getting started, this is not for you. And if you have a team, this is not for you. Now we have people in there both sides and they get results. But that's not how it's positioned. So I think when you start out like super niche, then you'll attract a broader audience, but that's not who you're talking to. So I think that's the big difference between services and courses is just getting super specific from the beginning. And then the systems, it's pretty much the same. Like I, the systems don't, we'll get to, but that's pretty much the let's same. let not
1: talk about systems yet. I do want to jump in real quick because I'm so glad you bring that up as far as like get specific from the beginning. This is something that, you know, in the six and a half years, I've come full circle, where I started off serving online experts, meaning you're a course creator, you've got a membership, et cetera. And then, you know, people started to say, oh, why don't you serve local businesses? You know, this happens, we have the shiny object, right? And I was no different. It was like, hey, serve, serve local businesses. Hey, serve ad managers. Hey, do this, hey, do that. And I'm like, cool, I'll do it all. And then, I mean, in addition to my head to explode because I was like trying to do six different things, The messaging gets so convoluted because it's like if you're serving all these different types of people, it just makes it really difficult to have one conversation or be able to speak to the identities or the values of that one audience when you have like, say, three or four different audiences. It makes it really hard. So I'm glad that you bring that up right from the start.
2: Okay. And we'll skip over this or come back to systems bucket, yep. and then we'll go to marketing. Yep. So the big thing, and I think that's true for service providers or course graders is we try to be on too many platforms. Like there's no sense in being on every single platform because then you are not focused on any of them. And Do I think organic social media is the fastest way to scale your business? Absolutely not. So I'm in favor of ads. I think getting a really good grasp on running your own ads helps you to really scale when you could have a very small audience. I mean, I launched the membership with 400 people on my email list and less than a thousand people combined on my organic. And yet in six months, we did six figures. It's not about organic growth. It's about really like ads and launching will get you the numbers that you want much quicker and it's a way to really get the audience you want like i don't have a bunch of people in my audience that aren't my people my open rates on my emails are super high and it's because i was able to target them using ads and so i think that ads should definitely be in your marketing minutes and it should be like forefront. So creating the budget for it and making sure that you're on that. And then branching out into other ones. Now I'm not saying like give up on organic altogether, Mm -hmm. but also focus on one platform. So if that's Instagram for you, if that's Facebook, if it's Pinterest, wherever, get really specific on where you wanna focus your organic efforts. But also it's not about where you like to be. And this is for services or course creators. And I see this all the time. Like Instagram is like the sexy place everyone wants to be. But if that's not where your ideal client is, why are you putting all this time and effort and growing that channel when maybe you could spend less time and have better results either on Facebook or LinkedIn or Pinterest? And so not focusing on what's your favorite platform, but focusing on what your client's favorite platform is, is super important.
1: Yeah. I love that. And also just to add to that, you know, and I I wholeheartedly agree on the, you know, the, the the fastest way to scale, and I think the easiest is exactly what Brandy just said. And that's how I've built my business, you know, and in addition, I didn't start it right off the bat, but the podcast that you're listening to right here, I mean, not only is it my first love in the business, I just love doing this each and every week. But and I've talked about this on the show here. I think everybody should be doing a podcast. And I see more and more people starting shows right now a lot of my students, a lot of my colleagues that, that never had shows, friends, and I see them starting and I'm just like, yes, it's the best thing ever to do it. And you have a show, you have a podcast too. What's it called?
2: Serve Scale Soar.
1: Yeah, it's your course and every, yeah. your whole your whole brand. And then what about service? Give amazing service on the online business side.
2: Yeah, so I think this is the one thing that I didn't realize was my superpower, but I've now come from my podcast interviewing people to realize that building a community is so important and that comes with servicing your people. So one, what does the onboarding process look like? I will tell you the other day I bought it, like an ad got me a small offer and I didn't get an email. Like, the product never showed up and I had to email the person and I know stuff happens, but that's your first impression. So are your automations in order? Are they running efficiently? What does it look like when they land on the thank you page? How easy it is to log into whatever they're logging into? If there's a Facebook group, what does that community look like? How are they onboarded through there? So wowing them and over-delivering. So I always say under-promise and over-deliver. And my people know that whenever I launch anything, they will be so over-delivered to whatever that I'm promising them. And that creates just fans that will buy whatever you put out because they know that they're going to get so much more than the value.
1: I love it. I love it. All right, systems. I'm like shaking my hands right now, rubbing them together, just because I love geeking out about this stuff. And I've learned a lot from you on the system side. You introduced me to ClickUp, for example, and uh, guys, I'm going to, because I don't have an affiliate link for, for ClickUp, I'm going to do Brandy a solid right now and give Brandy's, well, I'm going to let you give the, inter- the link. What is your link for ClickUp?
2: It's servescalesore.com forward slash ClickUp.
1: Okay. You're welcome. Cause Thank I don't have you. an affiliate link yet at the time recording this, but guys ClickUp is, is just, is another, uh, it's actually just, it's not just another project management tool. I've used them all. I started off. I've used Trello, Asana. I've used Basecamp. I've used Monday. I love Monday, formerly Depulse, worst names in the world, but it's a great tool. But then Brandon introduced me to, to click up and it just, oh, it's just, it's so great. Everything that it does. And they they, updated every week and, and everything, but it's not an episode about ClickUp, although we could talk.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, episode. we should do that. I'm That'll like, be my fourth
1: time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like writing that down, take a note of that. But but that's just one critical system. So let's talk about systems in there and let's start on the service provider side. So as an ads manager, what are some of the systems that you, as far as simplicity goes, because this can be super overwhelming trying to, you know, again, and, and how it fits into, giving amazing service and and all that stuff. So how do you scale with simplicity on the system side?
2: Yeah, so I think as a ads manager, you need three main systems, maybe four, we'll say four. So the first one that you need is Dubsado. And so this is how you're going to onboard your clients. This is how you create a wow experience and coaches can use this too. So your contracts, your invoices, anything that your client needs goes into Dubsado. And so they know exactly where to go to get all their stuff. You can email them through there. Everything should run through Dubsado. So that's your client management. Then you should have a project management system. And so that would be ClickUp for me. And then you need Google Drive. So super cheap and easy. And then I would also say that you need um, Canva as an ads manager. If you're gonna do your own graphics, it's just easy. Now you can do videos and everything and it makes anyone a graphic designer. So those are literally the only four tools. Now I do have a bookkeeper, but if you were gonna, before I had a bookkeeper, And I didn't have like the course, I actually ran all my expenses and everything through Dubsado as well. So that took care of that. And so you don't even need something. Now, once you start having affiliate money come in and course money, like then you would need something a little bit better than that. But those are the only four tools that I really use to run my business. And then Zoom, of course, for like meetings and stuff. But other than that, Super, super simple. The most important things is that you have somewhere where your clients can pay, sign contracts and go to get their documents. And then you have a project management system. So you don't forget anything. And I do not put my clients in my project management system. Everyone always asks that and I don't think they need to be in there.
1: That was my question is on the ads manager side, how are you using ClickUp in this case for your clients?
2: Yeah, so I have templates and so there's like onboarding templates, so I make sure all the onboarding's done. I have offboarding templates, so all that's done. And then I have reoccurring tasks in ClickUp, like, oh, I need to get an ad report or whatever. It's more about me staying organized, but Dubsado is where their questionnaires go out. They're like, all of that is done in Dubsado. So that's where they can go. And they can even access their Google folder in there. So if they need to drop me graphics, ad copy, anything like that, they can just go to Dubsado, click a button and it takes them to their Google folder.
1: So these are the systems that you're using to provide that amazing experience yeah. that you're talking about, both in the first 24 hours after people sign up and then ongoing as they're your client. Now, and
2: it's for yeah. you as an ads manager because the most annoying thing is to have like being voxed stuff being emailed stuff being like dropped stuff here and there and it's like okay no we have one headquarters <laughs> go to your google drive there's always mm-hmm. a master doc in there where they put their links and everything so then nothing gets lost so it's not only about them but it's also for you so nothing goes missing
1: yeah i mean that's i mean been there and and frankly still it's been a work in progress for me for (laughs) forever where you have because it's so easy to be like oh Mm -hmm. let's use voxer let's use dropbox let's use this let's use that and it's like holy cow where are things and and for me personally there is nothing more frustrating than wanting to find something like oh i need this where in the world is it right all right so let's flip over to you know from the online business perspective I know you're using ClickUp, but the systems are going to differ a little bit. What systems are you using you know, to, to be able to scale simply uh, on the online business side?
2: Yeah. So this is something that like we're even streamlining even more because I just want everything to be as simple as possible. So Kajabi is our go-to for like 90% of the business. It houses all the offers, affiliates, sales pages. Um, the only thing it's not doing right now is email marketing and That's in ConvertKit. Maybe at some point I'll move it over, but right now it just doesn't make sense. It's also going to be our website. Like I'm getting rid of all hosting and everything. And people always want to say, and I hear it from service providers with systems and course creators, that Kajabi or whatever is expensive. But when you add up everything that Kajabi could replace, you're like getting a deal. And for me, like even if it costs at this point like $100 more because we're on the affiliate plan. I don't care. It's one place that holds everything and the amount of time that saves me. Yeah. I will pay that all day every day and they're just like it's a one-stop shop. I love that. So, Kajabi convert kit and then click up. And you know like we use Zoom for like pretty much everything, meetings, recordings, all of that. And then we have G Suite. We just got that. So, still Google Drive, but mm. that's pretty much it. You're like using,
1: Air, to... using Airtable too, right?
2: Oh yeah, Airtable. Sorry, forgot about that. So, yeah.
1: Well, that was another one that yeah. you know I'd learned about. Geez, a couple of years ago, and then I was like, uh, "What's the difference <laughs> between this and like Google Drive?" Yeah. But then you actually reintroduced me to it. I don't know, later last year, somewhere in late 2019, and finally started really using it um, at the beginning of this year here in 2020, and I love it. And and I know people that that acts as where they have their SOPs that acts as like they they actually use it as their project management tool. And it's just, it's really robust. I'm pretty sure it's free, right?
2: Yeah. So to a certain point, it's free. I don't feel like you can use it as a like legit project management tool. I think it would depend on like your team size and what all you want out of it, but I don't think it replaces something like Asana or ClickUp.
1: Yeah. And the cool thing is too, is that like in a tool like ClickUp, you can bring in Mm -hmm. the Airtable sheet, spreadsheets right into ClickUp. You're the one that showed me that. And my team actually, we just, we have that in there now, which is awesome. So I don't have to keep going into, again, I want to simplify as much as possible. I don't have to be going into 16 different tools or whatever. It's all right within one. And so that's really, that's really cool. Guys, if you have not use Airtable, definitely check it out. Like it's, it's really cool. It's very simple to use so the, the theme here of from a systems perspective is how can you again it 's the whole theme of what we 're talking about here. How can you simplify this down? The less systems, the better to make it easier for you and if you do have to maybe spend a little bit more money, but you 're making up for it in the time that you're spent that you 're saving I mean our time is invaluable right and-, and
2: think about it like all these people tell me they have like twenty different systems and they have zaps going to everything and i 'm like. Oh my gosh, if something yeah. breaks, like you're yeah. trying to figure out what zap, what system. And so with us, I think we may use one zap in the whole business. And it's like a simple one that if it didn't work, it actually would not be the end of the world.
1: Yeah. And that's one mistake that I made, you know, and I've talked about on the show here, where the first, especially the first four years of the business where I was like, growing, go growing, go growing, go go. you know, let's run as fast as we can, let's hit seven figures. It was a spider web in the background of the business where things were connected and just, a complete mess and you know that's definitely something and we and frankly it's taken me a lot of time to clean that up but that was definitely one mistake that that i made that if i was starting over i would be, get simple right from the beginning and not have like yeah like <laughs> have 14 zaps doing this and you know this over here and whatever it's just if, if i were starting again and frankly I've been doing this six and a half years now. I'm still always trying to simplify as much as possible, which is really why I want to have Brandy on here, guys, to talk about how to really simplify your business, whether you're an ads manager, whether you're an online business owner, and you know, just get these systems in place. So I just want to recap here. So we got our four buckets. Number one, get clear on who you're serving and why you're serving them. Number two is the systems that we talked about just now. The third piece of this uh, is the marketing side. And then the fourth one is giving the amazing service, which whether you're managing ads or you have an online business is going to, or can result in getting referrals, which means the less marketing that you really have to do, or it can mean that. Anything else that we missed?
2: Yeah, so the fourth one, so marketing, so providing excellent service is part of the marketing, but Mm -hmm. elevating your brand is the last one. And that is really about like, what can you do now to get visible? And for me, it started out getting on podcast and then now like adding in where can we show up and actually it didn't start with podcasts. It started with taking courses and really connecting with the course creator and getting results. And then it was podcasts. And then now it's like, okay, where should we be showing up organically you know, on social media, what can we do to help other people? And then it's all about now it's time to, if you want to get a brand strategist and all that stuff, I'm personally like, eh, you don't need any of that to have a successful business, but this would be the time to do it. So, but it's really about getting visible, but I think people want to skip to that part before they have the foundation and then they don't get the results. And it's because they didn't do the first three parts, like getting visible is the fun part. The first three aren't like necessarily the fun part.
1: Are you willing to talk for a minute about some of the things that you've done to get on people's radars? Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. I mean, like you've done an amazing job. So you get on my radar back when I started the ad manager program and you were just reaching out, you were asking when it was going to open up, when it was going to open up. And I remember seeing this person, like, who is this brandy person that keeps reaching out? And then when it opened up, you were in there. And you were very active right off the bat. And not only active in like asking questions, answering questions for people, but you were already um, sharing results too. And then just, that just perpetuated the relationship. And then you continued sharing your results and you get into Accelerator. We met at uh, the Convert Kit conference early last year. And that's just like, you've just done a really good job of that. And now look, I mean, you're on number three, third time on the show here. Another thing that you've done recently where you're doing a lot with Stu McLaren's launch for his tribe program and you are, well, what are the, how have you done that? I don't want to give anything away. Why don't you take us through that?
2: Well, I think first off you invest in programs that are people that you would love to just do like half of what they've done. And so with you, it was like, Oh my gosh, the ad business, like I want to run ads. This is the go-to person. I'm going to like get in, I'm going to go through the course, I'm going to get results and then I'm going to share my results. And it's never about like, will this person like do something in return for me? It's just, I believe that when we don't tell people what they have done for us, it's doing them a disservice because when we pour our heart and soul into like either providing service or a course or something, and then it's like crickets, it's like, did I do a good job? Are they just like quiet? So I've always said, I'm going to show up and if I'm going to invest in a program, I'm going to show up, I'm going to get results and then I'm going to share my results. And by doing that, you just like, I mean, that's the greatest gift I think as a course creator, someone could give me is just sharing their results. So And then going to live events. I think that's huge. I mean, I went to Tribe Live and talked to Stu and just thanked him. He has a foundation, a nonprofit that's super close to my heart. And so I donated because that was something that like was so close and we connected on that level. And then when it came time, I just shared my story like, hey, Stu, this is what happened seven months ago when you opened up Tribe and what my membership has come. And then told him, if you need to use my story or you need my help in any way for your promotion, let me know. I want to help others with small audiences and be that voice that says like, you can have a small audience and still do this. And so that has been what has happened and it's just been incredible. And so, but never going into it, expecting anything in return. I think that's the big thing because people can feel that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's just like you said, Brandy, like we all as course creators want to hear from students who have had success with it. I think that was the other thing that you did for me personally is that you wrote up a testimonial Mm-hmm. along with a case study and just sent it in like, didn't ask for it, but that's like, that's gold as a course creator yourself. Like how amazing is that when your students do that sort of thing? And it's like, all right, like we love talking about our students who have success. And I mean, obviously you're, you're here on the show and now you're doing a lot with Stu's launch and, and you're, you're an affiliate for them as well. So guys, if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for, to get on people's radars, I mean, Brandy just basically gave me the step-by-step for how to do that. And it's really not that difficult to do. It's aligning with people that you want to be aligned with, not showing up with expectation, actually doing the course or doing the program or whatever it is, coaching, and then sharing your results with them and then offering to be of any help to that person. That's it. And you're just kind of, you're just putting it out there. So. And
2: another example is this, is your friend and my friend, Tiffany Lee Bymaster, Coach Glitter. Mm-hmm. She was promoting um, her course and I've been through it. I was already doing live video before, so I didn't have this like glamorous story to share, but she was doing a contest and I didn't get the video in in time, but I asked her, I was like, Hey, I know you have a launch coming up. Would it be helpful if I still send in a video just to help you? I don't expect to be in the promotion or anything. And she was like, yes, please. So I send her in the video. And then the next day she asked me to be live on her Facebook, which I know that she runs ads to that and everything and showcase me. And it was like, I was just wanting to help her with a launch. Cause I know how valuable testimonials are. But then when you do that, it's just like, Oh my gosh! it's gold!
1: yeah, just again, reaching out, no expectations here uh, you 've helped me with this. I want to let you know and I, I want to help share that again it's kind of like a pay it forward kind of thing yeah, it's awesome. so for everybody listening, you guys probably know, maybe you don 't know, but so I used to have my Ad manager program. I no longer have it i haven 't done anything with uh, with my Ad manager program in over a year, and so As you've been hearing today, this is something that I've been working with Brandy on a bit in building that end up of the business or that end of the business for Brandy. So she's kind of taking over a little bit, I guess is a good way to say, in a good way of helping ad managers create great businesses. Because I mean, I I get reached out to pretty much every single day of businesses asking for quality ad managers. And unfortunately- they're in short supply. <laughs> and um, even during these, you know, in these uncertain and turbulent times right now, I still get a ton of outreach from businesses looking for ad managers. And, you know, I know that, and Brandon, can, you can attest this, a ton of ad managers, and I just talked about this on, on last week's quick tip episode. There's a ton of ad managers out there who are having like the best quarters of of their business ever. So there is definitely opportunities for for ad managers right now. You've got a free live virtual training series coming up right Why don't you talk about that for a second
2: yeah so it's coming up may 7th is the first one and we are doing a three-part video series all about how to land quality high-end facebook and instagram ad clients even if you have no experience at all and during these times because like rick said In our group today was the day that our post goes out, who's celebrating their best month. And I was blown away by how many people were like, yes, best month, best month, best month. And it's people who are working with local businesses and online businesses, which is crazy. So it's going to show you all the tips and tricks that I have on getting high quality clients, even with no experience and how to make sure that you have that wow factor that gets you those clients and keeps those clients. So you can create your own Facebook and Instagram ad business.
1: Yeah. I love that because back when I was, you know, I started out managing ads for businesses and then also obviously served ad managers for a long time through my, through my course and so forth. That's one of the biggest frustrations that both I had and my students had. And, you know, and we talked about it here today is like, it's not necessarily hard to get clients, right? It doesn't have to be hard to get clients, but what we really want is those good quality clients who are a lot of fun to work with, who are going to be consistent with you and who are going to refer other great clients to you. And so that's what Brandy's gonna be talking about here in uh, this live virtual training series. I'm really excited about it. And you said it kicks off on May 7th, is that right?
2: Yes, that is the first first video. First video. And we're doing it live. So this isn't like I'm answering your questions live. It's not anything pre-recorded or anything like that. You get me live and in person. Awesome. Virtually in person.
1: live virtual slash in-person over Zoom?
2: <laughs> no, it will have it. So you will have access no matter where you are, but the party's really in the Facebook group.
1: Okay. And, the, and are the, so if people aren't able to show up live for that particular training, can they still watch it in the group?
2: They can watch it in the group. They don't have to join the group. They will have access to watch it outside of the group, but yeah. the Guys, okay, so You want to join the group. Yeah, you want to join the group. And then everything goes away on May 20th.
1: May 20th. Okay, so getting people to take action right now. Yeah. First training is May 7th. Guys, if you wanna sign up for the training, it's totally free, rickmulready.com forward slash add clients is the link to sign up. You go over there to Brandy's page, click on save my seat, <clears throat> excuse me, and you'll get into the uh, to the training and have the party inside the Facebook group. So thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks Where can I want people to definitely sign up for that training. If you are, and this is guys, if this is if you are already an ad manager and looking to grow and scale your business, just like you're talking about here, we've talked about here today, scale with simplicity and also get really high quality clients, or if you're looking to start an ads manager business. And uh, this training is going this to be for you. So again, it's rickmulready.com forward slash ad clients. Where else can people connect with you, Brandy?
2: You can connect with me on Instagram at Brandy and Company. And that's where I am on Facebook too. At Brandy and Company, all spelled out.
1: I was like, wait, is that a question?
2: I was waiting for .com, but it's not a website. It's Instagram. I'm super active.
1: And then <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> and you're in your podcast.
2: Oh yeah, in my podcast, Surf, Scale, Soar. Yeah. And so over there we talk about being a service provider. So anyone who's providing services to clients and then my income reports are a big hit. So also doing those.
1: Nice. Nice. I love it. Well, thank you so much again, Brandy. This has been really good. My Google doc that was blank is now full of a bunch of notes here. So thank you for coming on and sharing all this stuff with us. I super appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: All right. Again, if you're an existing ads manager or you're looking to get started Uh, With an ad agency, then I want to invite you to register for Brandy's uh, brand new three part live virtual training series. It's called Three Steps to Consistently Close High Quality Facebook and Instagram Ad Clients. Okay. During that series, you're going to learn how to confidently start and grow. So, regardless of where you're at in your business, uh, your ads business, you're going to learn how to confidently start and grow your ads business. No experience required, even during the times of uncertainty that we are in. This Uh, Free live training series kicks off on May 7th, so this coming, well, depending on when you listen to this, this coming Thursday, the 7th, and then it goes over um, a little period of time. So if you're listening to this after the 7th, it's okay. Just go ahead and register. It's a totally free uh, live training series that she's doing, and the link to do so is rickmulready.com forward slash ad clients. Again, it's rickmulready.com forward slash ad clients, A D clients. C-L-I-E-N-T-S. All right, my friends, thank you again, as always, for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate you. And got another great episode coming your way here on the Art of Online Business Podcast. And until then, stay well, my friends. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.